it's time for you to clean those fingernails because it's the Monday episode, boy. New, new, new Dark Racial. DRH in the morning, afternoon, or twilight, whenever you listen to it, it's episode 5 million and 6. Enjoy it. Plus an in-depth review of Napoleon Dynamite, an instant classic. Gets better with age. got me all up in my fucking bag dog it's time to pot like it's 1999 and you just invented potting it's a really old song have you not heard that i have but it's a nice song it's like 2018 dark racial humor aka drh aka what you need when you're down in your girlfriend's pants it's the most profitable podcast on the history of the southern california peninsula of Mexico, babe, it's I don't DRH want head right now. DRH is on. What? I said, babe, I don't want head right now. DRH <laughs> is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's what, what <laughs> that's what I say every time. It's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Before we get going, dude, I just want to remind everybody to floss. Take Please. this PSA Ginger as. is no joke. I have it. It sucks. I'm a fan of gingerbread cookies, but not gingivitis. Gingivitis might be a nice name for a daughter. Come here, gingivitis. Ginger, ginge, gingy. Flossing is good for your mouth. And sometimes when you floss, you're like, oh, my mouth is bleeding. And then like a period, it's a reminder that you need to put more things in your holes. Like a period, it's a reminder your pullout game is strong. And keep going, bro. What's up, everyone? It's Dark Razor Humor, free-flowing, in-depth conversation about whatever's appropriate at the time. I'm Bonjin. I'm your friend, caller John David Ricker Hyman Schmidt. Fun fact, I thought uh, that song, John Jacob Jingle Hyman Schmidt, was my full name, but my full name replaced 
the name in that song. I was hoodwinked for years of my life, and I cannot change it. Oh, scarred. I don't know my full name, and I don't know where my biological grandfather is. Really? No, he's dead. Both him. Both him. Nocturnal. Been no. dead for a little while now. How you doing, dude? How's your day? How's your fucking mojo? What is your energy level? How's your mental health? It's good. I went to my parents' house and I washed my clothes. <laughs> for free. That was cool. That was a good one. I like that. I was yeah. talking to so, my mom. I was having a conversation. That was a good excursion. Yeah, conversations, good. And of course it of course it had to turn into a nice heated argument. I love you, mom. Um basically we were talking about TikTok, right? Yeah. And she kind of proved my point that it doesn't matter my internal point. Uh it doesn't matter what happens. What's the difference between an external and internal point? Well, my my internal point is like something I haven't like I haven't brought up to anyone. I'm like I see. mulling it. Ooh, mole. Nice word. Yeah. So I was like, my internal point was, it doesn't matter what it is. If Trump does it, my mom's going to think it's bad. So we were talking about TikTok. And she was saying, I don't understand why he's banning TikTok. And so I explained to her why he's banning TikTok. I said, because it's a national security risk. I explained the Chinese government. I explained India. I explained everything. <laughs> and... You would think that, like, security flaws are bad, right? So he's patching the security flaw. It's good. But because it's Trump, it's bad. So I thought, I told her, Mom, if Obama was doing the same thing, the exact same thing, because I know he would, if there was a popular app that was run by the Chinese government, he would shut it down. Would you think that's bad or good? And, you know, she was just like, well, you know, all this other stuff, all this other stuff, Nazi, all this other stuff, Hitler. And I was like, okay, well. So that kind of proves. That's the same thing with every politician, though. People like sports and the politics. Yeah, I'm just like, can you not separate the the policy from the the person? The same back and forth, just like there's a back and forth now, but opposite sides either way. Yeah, and I'm just like, I'm not. It's the same thing when, like. Like, uh, I was watching, like, a compilation of... There's a weird, like, ranch thing that happened during Obama that they sent federal troops to. Do you uh, know what that is? Ranch? Yeah, there was apparently, like, a, like some people on a ranch that had some cattle that was, like, interfering with some federal law, and they were like, fuck you, federal law. And then they had fucking snipers gun them down there, uh, threatened to. That sounds and then there's Yeah, there's a compilation of, like... Um, news media being like uh between federal troops now and when obama was under it it was opposite as as media and opinions do that are are swayed by non-logical thinking there's just no there's just no point there's especially no point in arguing with your parents about politics yeah because everyone just gets angry you know yeah I, you know, that's why I said there's a lot of emotion with it. So it's like, it's basically just fucking sports. You get fucking all rallied behind a team. 
and you, and some people know like hella hella stats about politics and it's kind of the same thing where you know fucking combine numbers of dudes that can jump by at a certain point it's like what do you what's really going on here what are you really doing what are you trying to accomplish and she was saying kind um, of your world she brought up a couple of times like oh you're pro trump and i was like no i just listened to both sides of the story that's what i yeah, uh, yeah that, like i listen to both sides of the story i admit when i'm wrong i try not to speak on anything i don't know a lot about and that's what i'm trying to get you to do you know unless i'm on a pod dude unless then i'm on a pod everything. then truth doesn't matter because <laughs> the highest truth is the pod so it's overcompassing remember a uh, uh, zane berry yeah zane berry has a something called tall skeleton which is uh-huh. a some kind of media thing and he did a like a video essay on duncan trussell's cartoon show midnight hour mm-hmm. and it was cool Constable. Yeah, Midnight Gospel, excuse me. I was I, I was going to admit I didn't remember the name, but then Damn it came dude. back, but not fully. I tried really hard to look, get into that podcast, which is not as good as the show, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, you know. Who was I watching recently on Joe Rogan? Take a piss? Joe Rogan had a really interesting guest, but I'm totally blanking on who it was. Was it the police psychologist? No. I was watching a couple clips. I think I was watching uh, old. Oh, I was watching fucking. Oh, never mind. It wasn't that great. It was just Post Malone. Yeah, yeah. You brought that up last time. Yeah. I'm I'm good off some some Post Malone clips. I don't necessarily want that in my life. I'm sure it's okay. I want to see. I want to. I want to hear him talk about the pop star life, but they're just talking about shrooms. Yeah, I mean, it, pop star life is fucking just touring <laughs> and making music. No, that's it's, more than it's, that. It's basically a life, dude. I what do you want to hear? I want to hear the story because I love hearing the story of when he woke up and his song fucking blew up and his fucking he dropped everything, moved to LA, and was like, "All right, this is what I'm gonna do." Because I love those stories. Man, that's years ago, lifetimes ago. That was the old Austin. It was like three years ago. Post Malone, three years ago. Post Malone. Post Malone's career is literally. Younger than the f- fucking existence of Adobe House as a White concept. Iverson, 2015. Right on time with the age of Adobe. Damn. So what if we had met him and he just made that song at, at our house? <laughs> and then we were like, nah, dude, we can't put this out. We can't put this out because we're not marketing it right now. We can't put this out because we got to market it for two weeks for the three people that will listen to it. Saucing, saucing, I'm saucing on you. I'm swagging, I'm swagging. Oh, ooh. I do remember him saying that that's what people told him. Yo, sit on this song, bro. And he was like, nah, I'm going to put it out. And then boom. <clears throat> now he's a, a, a tattooed, bald-headed motherfucker that lives in Utah. Now he's SpaceX. SpaceX and NASA. You ever heard of them? Space? You ever yes. heard of it? The two guys are back. <laughs> the two guys. There is a, a a NASA X SpaceX, so sick collab between they went to the moon, right? They 
which are Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley, also the inventor of Hurley Surf Brand. I'm just kidding. Can't think of a more astronaut name than Bob and Doug. We like to kid around here. Um, Bob and Doug. They're both bald white men in their 50s. On June 1st, for the first time in history, NASA astronauts launched from American soil in a commercially built and operated American crew spacecraft on its way to the International Space Station. The ISS is where they went to, the place in the sky where they made some metal and everybody goes up there and just has a grand old time doing space stuff. My anxiety would be through the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They landed... August 2nd, which is when this is being recorded, in the Gulf of Mexico off the coast of Pensacola, Florida. And they were just chilling, dude. Space being Bob and Doug, dude. They just look like some some cats that would grill up in some sandals. I wish I would go... I wish I could go to space without going to space. Without, like, the actual motion of going to space really, really fast in a fucking rocket. That that's scary. But like if I could just You're the first person to try like uh like uh like uh you know putting cells human cells from one place to another. I forgot what that's called. Uh but like transportation basically. First person to try that out ever, dude. You're the fucking guinea pig. I would or, or cryo cryogenical freezing. You're freezing your body. I'd rather freeze. I don't. I, I feel like that's probably been done already. Does that work? Maybe. Is that real? I don't know, but I feel like they tested it for sure. Cryogenics. So you'd you wouldn't you wouldn't be say say you're the first person to like do the the freezing versus the first person to do the the cellular transportation. I'd rather do the freezing. But like. Why will not the both, cellular transportation? Will they both work 100%? Well, that's 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 the the catch 55, dude. It's like they they the, might they might not work and that's that's what you're weighing on your mind. I think the 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 freezing mm-hmm. would be less painful. I think because the worst that can happen is I freeze to death. Yeah. But and the, the other teleportation one you, fucking, so many you turn into a walrus in space. Bro, I could go somewhere else. Half of me could go and <laughs> half of it could not. Or I could be fine. I just get really aggressive cancer. Um, yeah. Lots, so much could go wrong. Ball cancer. Ball cancer. Ball what do you cancer. think the worst cancer is? Probably brain cancer. Mm. Because it's always like, again, dude. yeah, it's always like, oh, the cancer spread to your brain. There's nothing we can do. Zoinks, dude. Can't fucking shrink that down with nuclear poisoning i still y'all got something better than goddamn nuke and nuke and bodies cancer society i I believe so i know i know in like a hundred years we're gonna look back and we're gonna be like we really used to put people in chemotherapy when we could have just given that's probably some fucking money shit right now we could have just given them a banana it's probably a booming (laughs) you just fucking put them in the right next to a microwave with a banana yeah, what time do we start? Dude, whenever Six, the Lord ten. intends. Yeah. Uh, ish. My my computer clock is off right now, so it says eleven thirty-five PM on the first of August. Happy August, dude. It's the first of the month. Happy August. Actually, yeah, August was yesterday. August first is yesterday. 
It's the first of the month. I have some sad news. I don't know if you heard. Frank Ocean's August. little brother died. Oh, I, yeah, I know. Hey, Frank Brushen had a little brother, dude. And neither did I. Uh, and he looks pretty did, young. Did he get that brain cancer? No, he was in a car accident. Damn, dude. What was he doing driving a car? Probably going somewhere. Uh, dude, my head young sounded like a like Frank a Frank Ocean's 32. I can't believe that. Uh, yeah, but no, his brother looks young. This is from oh, Tyler. Complex. My, if I had to guess, 27. According to reports, Ryan Brew, the younger brother of Frank Ocean, died on Sunday cool morning in a car cool crash. Uh, yeah. His last, name, his last name used How to be Brew, and then he changed it to Ocean. Uh, B-R-E-A-U-X. ABC News, oh, you didn't shit. confirm the name of the crash's victims and their write-up, choosing to wait until the families were notified. Way to go, ABC. TMZ, you could take a lesson from that. Um, wrote that two people were killed in a fiery <laughs> I mean, hey, wreck. He, he's no Kobe Bryant, dude. He's just a little fucking Frank Ocean ex-brother. Yeah. Excuse my, my harshness. In a fiery wreck just after 1.30 a.m. Damn. Fire, on Sunday yeah. in Thousand Oaks, California, the investigation is still ongoing, but the car appears to have left the road and struck a tree in the center median. The force of the collision tore of the car in half. The sheriff deputies say that it was engulfed in flames when they came upon it. Brew, who, as well as another occupant who was in the car, was pronounced dead by the local fire department. As one would expect after tragedy, a number of people took to social media to express their condolences. Yeah, I don't know how old this guy is, but he looks a little younger than us. Man. Unless I'm looking at old pictures, but yeah, he... Really sad. That's lame for Frank Ocean. That's super lame. Good song coming out of it, though. Bro, I don't think he's going to make music again. You know, honestly. that 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 uh, that one cover is a car cover, a little foreshadowing, huh? But if you, you know that it's music... the remix be, to Ignition, you know bro, what I'm saying? Bro, you know this music's going to be crazy. Hot and fresh out the kitchen. But he, I, I, doubt, I doubt we're going to get any more Frank music for a while. I only bump fucking Pyramids. Maybe some Novocaine. Uh, 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 I don't really like I'm, his new stuff, to be honest. But I, I will bump the fuck out of Pyramids. Novocaine is a cute little ditty. Oh, dang, Tyler's that, 29? Yeah, I saw that. Jeez, uh, old, look look me up some Earl. Look up Earl. Um, but other than Novocaine in that sweet, sweet Pyramids, I could go without Frank Ocean for all of my life. And he didn't... He didn't come out on Flognaw, so I'm fucking pissed, dude. Drake's a bitch. That's the reason we don't have concerts anymore. I think Drake shut him down because he didn't want to tour anymore. Fuck, keep talking. I'm trying to fix my mic. All Drake wants to do is to go into the kitchen, play that remix to Ignition, and got the hana, 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 hana. I've been watching some David Blaine. On the YouTube, dude, David Blaine, quite the character, cool cat, but I was also watching him with a bunch of, like, celebrities and elite politicians and stuff, and I could only assume that he might have been invited to some weird stuff, might have partaken in some weird stuff, because he might be a weird dude, or maybe David Blaine is against all the weird stuff that is alleged for all the weird elite circles. But I don't know, man. He was chilling in China with Bush, doing a fucking card trick. That motherfucker shook Bush's hands, put a card in his watch, stole his watch, actually, which is just fucking stealing a 
I think acting, probably not acting at the time. But I feel like he would get fucking bucked down by some Secret Service David Blaine for Think how good watch. of a magician you have to be to be the most famous magician in the world. Well, he also, like, he did it well with, like, TV. He had, like, a dope fucking TV special first in, like, 99. And then he went fucking hardcore with the, like, body, uh, tr- not tricks, but uh, endurance tests. 99 fucking. was so fucking long ago. Dude, but people are gym. still, like... People are still like, yeah, I remember 99. It was like yesterday. <laughs> people and then there's people that are like, I wasn't even 70s, born when 99. Dude. What? I remember there's a fucking, there's the a Raekwon album of the Wu-Tang. And he has a solo album called Only Built for Cuban Links, right? It's a very popular hip-hop album. Never really listened to it. Probably might not in the future. But uh, it was kind of like a cult following. Um, and there is, I think, Ninth Wonder, a producer, I <clears throat> was posting on Instagram, and he was like, I've been listening to this album longer than most of you motherfuckers have been alive. And I was like, damn, diggity dog, you're right, Ninth Wonder. Thanks, Grandpa. Hey, man, Ninth Wonder is a great, great man. I I try to give Freddie Gibbs a listen. Yeah. Too old What'd you listen for me. To? Uh, just his album. Oh, which one? The one with the yellow cover. I forgot what it's called. Bandana? Bandana? Oh, Bandana's great, dude. I, I was just like, mm, getting some 90s hip-hop vibes. This that is stuff my dad was, likes um, to listen to. That one was produced by Madlib, which is a producer that is very that. But dude, fucking <clears throat> listen to, uh, I mean, dude, listen to <laughs> like old fucking like not like naughty's era. Freddie Gibbs is fucking funny because it's like Midwest and Southern. But his last like fucking five albums have been like Mad Lib and Alchemist, and that's some very uh, stripped down boom bap production. Boom bap, rabbit. Rabbit. uh, I think that's 20, maybe. Let's do it, dude. This episode is sponsored to you by Freddie Gibbs' son, not in a weird way. New, 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 Like, wow, 
brain like Berkeley. Met her at Coachella. I went to see Jigga. She went to CZ Trip. Perfect. I took a seat on the ice cold lawn. She handed me a She said she wanna be a dentist really bad. Loves it. Loves a good fucking build-up prank that she does. Makes that shit run for four minutes. At least she working. At least she's working, dude. Maybe, maybe she drugged me with fucking Novocaine because she's an aspiring dentist. He's a good but, uh, storyteller. I mean, I guess so. I only I really have this song, which is a nice, seemingly a nice tale of a, a young dentist fucking you up while you're getting fucked by her. Mm-hmm. The pyramids, which is about a stripper, I think. Yeah. Going to a strip club. Working at the, she's working at the pyramid tonight. The way he, <laughs> the way he describes his sexual sexuality. encounters <laughs> is very. It's easy to visualize. I watch you. He had to visualize it because he's gay. I watch you undress as you take off your panties in the mirror. Like if that doesn't scream homosexual, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. It's just, it's it's because like it's a movie, you know. Oh God! I hope she thinks I'm straight. I hope she thinks I'm straight. He had to study the TV shows. I don't know. He probably fucked some chicks. He has some one. He has one song where he's talking about uh, what fucking song is it? I think it's Crack Rock. He was talking about addiction, and um, someone was telling me that when he was writing that song, he would go to AA meetings, even though he's not on <laughs> drugs or alcohol, and he would just listen to their stories, and he incorporated their stories into that song. Fucking. Drug appropriation, dude. Sure. That's good. Uh, what's it called when uh when movie actors do that? Um, the word for it. I don't know. Yes, method, method rapping. Method rapping. Method singing. singing. I guess. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Drh. It's Drh. Brought to you by Sure SM7Bs, the best seven Bs you'll ever hear. There's another SM7, and someone was like, hey, man, you just fucking boost up some fucking EQ in the post, and it sounds just like that fucking Shure SM7B, and you save yourself $300, but it doesn't look like a Shure SM7B, and that's all you're trying to do, really. Yeah. And just buy a Shure SM7B. Fuck it. <laughs> Broke just ass. Fuck it, dude. Little right. bitch, dude. You think, you, can't, you think you can't handle a Shure SM7B, dude? I don't think they can. I don't think it's they like can. a fucking rodeo. It's like a bucking bronco. They can't use the same fucking Espe- shit that Michael with all used. That, all that weight on there, dude. All that just unnecessary weight weighing down whatever you're using. I want to talk about something weird. Have you seen that fucking, any of the NBA games? How people are like virtually there? Yeah, they've done that with basically every... Like isolated sports thing. It's, that looks uh, fucking weird. Yeah, I'm not with it right now. You think it's I'm always gonna it. be that, like forever? What if Kobe came back from the dead today? LOL. And it was like, <laughs> all right, I want to go play with the Lakers one more time, and he runs out, and everybody's just <laughs> on a screen. What do you think he'd think? He's like, yo, I'm alive. Fuck it. He's like, what the fuck? How long was I gone? Eight months? For, uh, Jesus um, Christ. Yeah, dude. It's it's a weird feeling. It's a weird little push of the AI and stuff. I also watched uh, that old clip of, of Musk on Rogan and him fucking going into a weird, like, catatonic fucking thousand-mile stare of, he's like, I, I tried to tell people to slow AI down, but no one listened. 
bro um, it better start listening yeah it's a weird thing it's also weird that when you're watching the game if you're on this thing your fucking screen is watching you watch the game yeah i think they should just fucking put up cool like graphics and shit yeah stats or something no one wants to see fucking black Um, people looking yeah because they yeah they tried to make it like a it's like hey it's it's like it was when there's people there but like i think that was not the that's probably the fastest way they could have done something it must be worse for the players i sure i'm sure they don't give a fuck bro actually some people might like some loud fucking basketball definitely the um yeah they feed on like quietness of it dude is definitely something but no i haven't watched any of that shit one because the warriors aren't really popping two because like it well i i did i was thinking about it earlier i was like damn i miss fucking looking at some sports just for like the you know the fucking roman fucking sport of it all but um i don't know it's kind of it's definitely why do you think it makes you feel weird because it made me feel weird too because it doesn't look I know it's not supposed to look real. Yeah. But it just doesn't look natural. Yeah. Like it doesn't is I it's supposed it's, to look it's like some uncanny valley shit, dude. Yeah, it's like there's no depth perception. <laughs> there's no everybody's like heads are different sizes. Yeah. And even if it did look like people were actually in a seat, like it still wouldn't be cool. <laughs> it's like you're you're trying to recreate an experience that just can't be that, recreated. You should definitely like there's there's a thing in like uh, NBA 2K the video game, yeah. And uh, apparently there's like, like it's called the arena. I don't know if that's mimicking the 2K thing, but like they call it the arena in in like the bubble of it. And they should just fucking make it like it is fucking a weird fucking. <laughs> uh, you know why I think it might be weird, is because um, maybe just like a part of it. I think the main part of it is the weird uncanny valley shit, but. I think a big part of sports is like kind of envisioning yourself doing the sport. Like you kind of vicariously live through like a couple people of like, of like macho fucking tribalism even. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think without that, it kind of shows just like the stripped down version of like some (laughs) idolization of cats playing fucking a game by themselves for a lot of money. It also looks tell me if you get this feeling when you're watching that game and you're watching all those virtual eyes staring at them it kind of makes the players seem like they're what's the word i don't know like makes them seem less fucking, human like they're yeah, fucking experiments like, that you're watching yeah yeah definitely yeah. i think because i think when it i mean before when there's a bunch of people like i said it kind of there's it masks that because everybody's like cooling with each other and there's a cool atmosphere but I think I think stripped down, that is kind of like what a sport is, is you're watching kind of like a subject play a game and you're kind of living off of that. That's probably the weirdest thing I have seen come out of this pandemic is that. Yeah. The weirdest. I think I, it shows that like adaptation. a lot of a lot of the things like in a society are very mental and like like the you, you said before, like the contract of it. And you kind of have to buy into everything that you do in a society. Even when it's kind of weird, sports is definitely a weird thing. And when you don't have like a, a bunch of people rallying behind it and making it a fun thing, it kind of shows it for, a, you know, 
do you think it's more that it or do you think it's like a bunch of people are like okay we lost a huge chunk of revenue we gotta find some way to make this back we have to think of something we gotta bring people back here somehow some way yeah I, just, I, I don't think that's related to what i just said but yeah i think like because i feel like i feel like it's more that and less like I think the people at the top, the very, very top, could care less about recreating the original feeling of live basketball and more about how do we get this money back in our pockets, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they just wanted to get things back on the on, on the road, like a lot of fucking people make money off of stuff, yeah, too. but fucking... I think they just... They, you should have gone a different way within... You shouldn't have gone recreate and just go create something new. Honestly, the the, the league of basically american sports um i actually saw i was watching the fucking mexican soccer league and they had Mm -hmm. the weird the same virtual fan stuff yeah but just fucking you know have someone i know they don't care to make like something cool but if someone did make something cool and they had like a new atmosphere of kind of a i don't know something different because it it is different then you'd probably make bank off that some more you know what they should do is you know how they have those uh Recently, they introduced, they're not 3D cameras, but they kind of are. Like, the camera can, like, zoom around the court and go to the other side somehow. I think so. Like, there's a super fast track it's on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you could watch the game on your fucking iPad or whatever, and you can control what camera you're looking at, so you can see every angle simultaneously, or you could be like, all right, I want to see this fucking, I want to be on the Warriors home fucking basket for this one so you go to that yeah. camera like i don't know why they don't just they've do done that. that before do they where you they've can done control that before, it? kind of um yeah you could like on tnt that you could pick what camera you're looking at um they should just put that on the fucking screens really um yeah but like yeah it's just a weird thing and you know it could also be know. too a feeling watching tv and you're looking through the TV, and then, you're, and then you're seeing people on a TV. Seeing people watch TV. Yeah. Because they're not at the game. That's fucking weird. A little semantics of, of a lot post, of pre-post-COVID. What if someone just flashed their tits? <laughs> fucking... Yeah, like, I, I, did, I did wonder about, like, the vending process of how someone signs up. Like, do you get, what, what, are they just fucking using Zoom and they fucking NBA link it up? I tried to see how you do it. Apparently, they're letting... Oh, it's only for a couple teams. And they're, like, contacting season ticket holders first. Ah. To see if they want to hop in on this. So... Yeah. <laughs> they're still, like... I bet you, I bet you, like... The money trail. Let's say this, like, there's no fucking live sports for years. I bet you, like, down the road, they're going to start charging for this experience. To... Yeah. Like, like the... Um, I think we brought that up somehow. But some kind of, like... There was something we're talking about, like the exclusivity and people just paying for that. It's definitely an exclusivity thing, a VIP thing. That's your front row seats. Definitely can't be as much as fucking $200 tickets, though. I saw a, there was a clip of fucking Russell Westbrook and there was a camera in the locker room and he was fucking looking at it and he was like, what the fuck is there a camera in the locker room for? Another fucking fishbowl thing where it's getting kind of... Because that's what... It, it always kind of has been that, like, there's celebrities that you put on a statue of, like, athleticism. Don't they and, always have cameras in the locker room? 
like when they're doing press meetings or whatever, or like coach meetings? Possibly, yeah. Or is that just a maybe not style? like it? It might have been maybe like only in halftime or something. Maybe it was like a pre fucking. I don't know. Probably they did have cameras, but he was obviously weirded out. I, I'm sure that in a in like a bubble situation, you could probably get more wary to cameras and stuff. Bro, cameras are. Remember before this, everybody was like, celebrities are dead. Not dead, but like this might like wane out celebrities. With sports like that, it's like a amplification of celebrityness. At least voyeurism. I do feel <laughs> that I feel like some celebrity auras are fading out, especially those that aren't doing what they're famous for. Like if you're an yeah. actor and you're not acting, I'm like, all right, you're a person. Yeah. You're a rich person. Yeah, like like I said, like it it when things are kind of not fully intact like at a society level it it shows a lot of the the roles of people like like kind of the hologram of a role of in society is kind of broken down and it gets kind of weird and it's kind of like you're looking fucking under the veil yeah like just seeing the weekend at home at the beginning of all this making beats on instagram live i was like whoa this is a person this is a guy yeah he can't leave just like all of us yeah, yeah, tore it all down. Dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's still a god, but you know, like, what are you gonna do? Even God has to chill. He asked to be on the pod, and I said, "Hey, man, nah." Maybe next, maybe next year. This is this isn't it, you know? Like, so I please, I've been on the waiting list forever. <laughs> we we gotta get rabbit before Abel. I'm a virgin. Never getting close enough. Rabbit versus Logic, son. The battle. Logic Sun is brand new. I don't think he's ready to fight. Dude, I was listening. I was listening to uh, a Logic song, and I kind of like it. He's a good rapper. He's an all right rapper. It's kind of like stale. He's like okay. He's like he he doesn't have a lot to rap about, but he's a very. I think he's one I, of the I most enjoyed, skilled rappers. I enjoyed what like he famous. was rapping about because it was all like <laughs> it was like yo, fuck all this shit I've been doing for the past like whatever like. I'm going to go fucking dad it up, boyo, and go on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he used to just rap about... He used all his good material about growing up in the hood and, like, making crack as a child on his mixtapes. And then... Was it? Yeah, and then when he... And how his, like, dad and his mom were, like, pieces of shit and how they, like, beat him or some shit. That's and a then, nice like, little cycle of, of, you know, music career. You should listen to his mixtapes. They're pretty good. He's, go like, from little, three or four... Little, Crackito to a fucking good father of a, I guess, yeah. second wife. But you know, whatever, second and wife. Then he got whatever. fucking famous, and he was uh, like, "What do I rap about talking now? About I'm gonna rap about suicide." Shit. Yeah, dude. So he, dude he, to... he he talked about button, <laughs> and the the tagline in in the headline was like, uh, "Button's aggressiveness makes people want to kill themselves." And I was like, "You really, your brand is suicide, my dad." <laughs> So is Button. Button, I, I think Button makes people uncomfortable. But That's because Button is, is un, unhappy with himself as a person. But he's admitted to that. He really wants to get out of that Spotify contract. Does he? He's like, Have you I, seen, I, seen some recent, some recent Buttings? 
I listened to a little bit of the last episode. He was like, 18 yeah. episodes left. <laughs> I was like, bro, how bad is oh, it, dude? Shit. Is it it's that probably, bad? I, you know, it's probably, it probably wasn't 100 mil. Is someone on Spotify, like, going to contact him and be like, hey, man, obviously the relationship isn't good. What can we do? You know? Like, probably you're not. Sheer, you're shit-talking us on your show. Bro. They got a button, I think, literally, literally, maybe. In, in the the literal term of the word literally might have been their first exclusive podcast deal i think so but i'm also saying maybe not because of like gimlet and stuff so but definitely celebrity them? probably they probably they, they farmed a bunch of podcasts but he might have been that first like celebrity exclusive spotify now that you got fucking especially rogan you got fucking obama it's well the like, question who, is who you button the question is did his viewership increase or plateau with this deal because i didn't I listen to so. him before this i think it probably went up it might have I, I i think and especially from when he said you know obviously a one-sided fucking contract argument but he said that it was fucking it was popping at and least like he it, can put his episodes on youtube joe rogan can't yeah. do that yeah so. that's true maybe there's like all right i'll put it on but you gotta put our, our sticker on it it could have been a shitty deal. It could have been probably fucking, was. It could have been three million. I mean, bro, it was. It was, which isn't shitty for a lot of people. One, but you know what? I he might fucking be talking about. And this is pure speculation, but you know, it was a fucking, fucking a black former rapper who they might fucking try to fucking throw around and shit with like dudes in an apartment. Um, and then you got fucking. Rogan Spotifying it up for like fucking mills, dude. But Rogan audience ship is different. Yeah, Rogan's audience ship is way more vast. He yeah. talks about more than one subject. Yeah, a little niche on the button. Yeah, and his yeah, his viewership is just way he said he gets thirty million downloads, not listens, downloads per month. So that's not including YouTube views. It's not including streams, like thirty million people. Maybe not people, but 30 million times a month, people put that shit on their phone. Put that shit on your phone. And Spotify's like, uh, cha-ching. Uh, cha-ching. We want that shit. Spotify. That fucking video podcast is awesome, dude. That was the fucking smartest thing ever Spotify did. All you had to do when you did it. Good job. Yeah. Fuck. All right. That's like 18 minutes. Um... Real Let's wrap it up. This episode is brought to you by Joe Budden's daughters, not in a weird way. Joe Budden's daughters, not eating as well as Joe Rogan's daughters, but oh, did I say Joe Budden's daughters? I think yes. in my head I pictured Rogan. <laughs> I think Joe Rogan. I think Joe Rogan's deal is four years, twenty-five mil a year. If I had to guess, mm. okay, perhaps, we'll perhaps, back. perhaps.
in the game, dude. Don't get it twisted. Think Rogan has jobs like this, dude? That's a lot of money just to play it. Hey, when you're popping, you're popping. This when you're popping, you're a, popping. A blurry photo of oh, I thought it was a goat before. Oh, I'm fucked. You know when you see something for the first time and it's just like not the first time, but you actually like realize what it is for the first time. That fucked me up. I thought this was a goat bucking its head. I'm looking at a J. Cole cover. He's actually a dog chained up. Have you ever seen that meme? It's like a really blurry picture of a goat, and you can tell it's a goat, but it's like blurry. And then a picture of someone cleaning their glasses, and they put the glasses on, and then it's like a very clear picture of like, yeah, someone cool. Like Uh, logic. (laughs) I feel like I've seen it once or twice, maybe. I wonder what Logic's um, ex is up to. I wonder what Joe Budden's ex is up to. Dude, fucking Sin? It's probably showcased on Love and Hip Hop. That's a great way to have your relationship end prematurely <laughs> is put it on end. a reality show. And then they still have to fucking showcase the ending of it. Fuck that, dude. Well, you got some money. Fuck that. I, I hate Who needs that. a relationship when you can have a couple years of, of stability in a house, you know? Who has that? Who needs a relationship when you can just live alone and cry yourself to sleep every night like me? <laughs> you just um, you get one of those virtual fans. Virtual <laughs> fans, dude. Oh God, I love it when one of my friends comes over, one of the boys comes over, and they just start. <laughs> Why don't you want me, man? What do I do? <laughs> and I'm what? just like, bro, I don't know. I meant to say when they like complaining about a girl yeah i love i love being that guy to give advice i just i just love it <laughs> you mean the depressed episode the depressed episode bro you gotta go through it no the, the really depressed it. episode dude all you gotta do is put them on a pod i was listening to that and i was like wow i'm really good at podcasting <laughs> <laughs> i was listening to that episode and i was like wow i'm this this guy knows how to Get your attention and reel you in. Not only that, he throws in humor from time to time. The depressed episode was one of the the, the best conversational podcasts of DRH. We won an Emmy for that episode. <laughs> we got a, a potty. I forgot to, to always tout our potties, our streamies. A potty and a cast. The Emmys are going virtual this year, I was reading. Um, yeah. Same amount of people are going to watch them. No one. <laughs> Only the people know, in the Emmys are going to watch it. If it's not on TV anymore, I'm sure that viewership will, I mean, I, I, I predict that it might take a little hit because it's like, you know, it's a cable thing. We're going to watch the Emmys. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I was ever like, oh, the Emmys are on. Let me watch. There was a time it's when always I was just a fucking stat you can pop off on the pot off. There was a time when I was like, oh, I got to watch the Oscars because I was like into movies. Yeah. Like in middle school. But now I don't care. Now I don't care. All I care about is sorry to bother you. 
are like HBO Watchmen. Did you like that movie? Sorry to bother you. Yeah, I liked it a lot. You, I didn't like. I liked it, but I mm-hmm. didn't like the white voice when they were talk with the white voice. That kind of like threw me off a little bit. I was like, I think they could have gone about that a little different somehow. Yeah, I mean that was the whole like arc of it, though. I was like, is the the the, the lips aren't syncing up right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, just like, like in the technical aspect of it. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I I do think it 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 was probably, you know, like kind of absurdist for a reason. Yeah, I didn't kind even finish like, it. I I I only got up it to was, one. I mean, it's reason. a it's a very um a politically charged movie about um work and stuff. That fucking guy. <laughs> I remember he did a photo shoot. I don't know. It was then the guy in the the show. Dude, Boots Riley. Oh, the actor, not yeah, the director. Fucking... Yeah. What's his the name? The guy who's also in Atlanta. Yes, he's in a lot of stuff. Bother you? What's his fucking name? So I can put him in the thumbnail. <laughs> uh, uh, what's his fucking name? Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith. 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 So he did a photo shoot. And some girl was like, um, posted a picture of it. And she was like, oh my God, this guy's so handsome. And then girls were like gassing him up. And then a girl like zoomed in on the picture, like to his fingernails and they were all dirty. They had like dirt. In them. <laughs> and then the conversation took a 180. And he has a, a rugged, a rugged style, dude. I'm all for the rugged style. Dude. She was like, you would let this man finger your pussy. And everyone was like, actually, never mind. No, thanks. I'm good. Look, Keith, Look, Keith clean those fingernails, bro. You don't want to give anyone a, a UTI. Lakeith, do what you want, bro. It's your body. No, Lakeith, clean the fingernails, dude. I don't care what you do, but get those fingernails clean. You don't have to brush your teeth. You don't have to take a shower, but get those fingernails clean, bro. Sorry to bother you. Uncut gems. Star Wars can go fuck itself three times over. I'm kind of disappointed I wasted my money on it. Dang, I think I got a... high for, for fucking Uncut Gems, but not Star Wars. He's in a movie with Issa Rae. Issa Rae is the chick who did Frozen? No. Or Issa Rae is the musician? Issa Rae is the girl in um, Insecure. Issa Rae has a similar name to someone in the fucking Underachievers, I think. <laughs> Issa Rae was in two films that are almost the same. Two love stories, but with different guys. The Photograph and Lovebirds. Each coming out the same movies, year. Dude. I like The Giver as a book in a movie. That is also kind of a, a theme of, of society veils, societal veils. Damn. Um, what other movies do I like, dude? I haven't watched a movie in a while. Not a big movie, dude. I only watch a movie if I'm chilling with a, a friend. Yeah, it's a nice little outing thing. Movie. Yeah, it's a nice little... But, like, then at the same time, like, I'm not finna fucking watch a dumbass movie that I'm probably... Not gonna care about just for fucking. I just watching a movie. I just watched Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, and it's very much a movie like super indie. I don't know if it was. Was it though? It wasn't. I don't know if it was like a real independent film, but the way it was shot, I was like, wow, this looks like some guys just took their camera in fucking Ohio and was like, yo, let's film this fucking shit. It wasn't though, right? I think Fox Searchlight made it. But like it could have been because we were kind of young. But like it didn't have fucking commercials and shit. Probably. Well, it could have still been indie, and then like it would, 
it could have premiered at a a festival and then like a distributor picks it up that's usually what happened let's see it is very because our age was like middle schoolish when it came out this came out in 2004 so i was in what uh, second grade napoleon dynamite yes came out in 2004 yes what a return on investment budget four hundred thousand dollars it made 46 million 2004 is that early that fucked me up production company mtv films napoleon pictures yeah that makes sense dude i think now that that has been shed light onto my brain i do kind of remember that like like older cats watched it and like then like it caught up to younger cats in 2002, Brigham Young University film students John Heater and Jared Hess collaborated on a class project. The result was a nine-minute short movie shot on black and white 16-millimeter film entitled Pelica about a nerdy high school student named Seth. Pelica was shown at the 2003 Sundance Fil- Slam Dance Film Festival and well-received. Jeremy Kuhn convinced Hess to drop out of school and adapt into a future-length film, and he helped him to find investors for the project. Hess sent the short film and the script to a variety of different casting directors, many of whom thought the idea was too weird or they just didn't like the character, as explained. Has shot wow. on location in Preston in southeastern Idaho near the Utah border in July 2003, operating on a tight budget, a tight budget of 400 grand. Has cast many of his friends from high school, including Heater, or from school, including Heater, Aaron Ruel, and relied on the generosity of Preston locals who provided housing and food to crew members. Among the established acting, the cast was comedy veteran Diedrich Bader, who filmed the scenes as Ryle Material Instructor Rex. On Is a movie like that, like, not a lot of special effects, right? There's no special effects. Is, is, why is it so fucking much money to make a movie, dude? Is it just paying people? Yes. Yeah. Like, think about it. Let's say you have a crew of 20 people, and you're yeah. paying them each on the low end, maybe $12 an hour right for a seven day seven hour shoot so seven times 20 times what did i say 12 equals that's 16 uh say 20 people on set (laughs) okay (laughs) so that's 1680 per day not including let's say you got to rent a camera that could be a couple hundred a day yeah um paying for sets it doesn't seem like they paid for sets here but you know how that much that can get another Mm. thing is permits whipping out a camera anywhere in los angeles like that's not a phone you need a permit to do that apparently i don't Mm. know how that's like that itself is 500 bucks um that's probably such an la specific thing yeah i don't know if it's the same in idaho um (laughs) but uh yeah but just that fucking for shooting Food, fucking yeah. if you don't know how to edit you gotta pay an editor yeah um it's just a lot of shit movies are fucking expensive but 400 grand is on the low end for like a movie that did that well whoa um <laughs> i wanna i saw this on twitter news jamaica supreme court rules school can ban dreadlocks Jamaica? Yeah. Jamaica? Jamaica's, what the fuck? Jamaica's was... high court ruled on Friday that a school was within its rights to require that a then five-year-old girl cut her dreadlocks. 
many see the case as a part of the fight against discrimination towards those who wear their hair natural, including Rastafarian. That's weird. That's in Jamaica. The ruling of the court means that the injunction that barred the school from denying the child access has now been lifted. They just made that legal illegal in America. The child's mother... I'm confused a little bit, but that's an interesting headline. Yeah, they just made it illegal to discriminate based on hair type. It's called the Crown Act. That's cute. Yeah. Jamaica Supreme Court rules... Oh, 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 oh. In favor... Oh, wait, what, dude? I'm confused. Yeah, so I think it's saying you're allowed to fucking say you gotta cut your hair. Seems like a very over-fucking... Over overreach of the fucking school's limits. You do have to cut your hair? Yes. It, it was saying that, well, in this case, the school had a right to tell a girl to cut her hair. Was it a private school? I don't know. Let's see. Um, uh, I kind of want to find a non-narrative one, which is kind of going to be hard to find. Um, Jamaica's high court, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying, ruled Friday that a school was, this, with, was within its right to demand that a girl cut her dreadlocks to attend classes, a surprise decision that touched on issues of identity and one of the most recognizable symbols of the island's Rastafarian culture. The ruling by the Supreme Court of Jamaica capped a two-year battle after the girl, then five years old, was told she must cut her hair dreadlocks for hygiene reasons to study at Kensington Kensington Primary School in a Kensington suburb. I'm out. <laughs> Hygiene. If anyone tells me, cut, if I, when I had dreadlocks, I was just waiting for someone to tell me to cut them. And then, no, because I, I would have just left. And then, I, so, remember, I had that one job with that AT&T bullshit. Yeah. And I, I kind of expected someone to say something about it. But the guy was like, man, your hair is fucking cool, dude. And I was like, Right, so in this graph, it said for hygiene reasons. What if it was like she had hella lice? Why didn't they just do say that? And well, also, I think you that's know, what you they might be saying. You don't have to shave your head to get rid of lice. You don't have to cut your hair to get rid of lice. Yeah, I remember word, but like if you're in a classroom, dude, and you got a fucking lot of hair and a lot of lice... I could see that as a as a pretty hygienic reason to for someone to say you gotta cut your hair. Lice. I mean, I'm sorry. Dreadlocks are different than other hair, in mm -hmm. the way that like when something's stuck in your hair, you're it's stuck in your hair. The only way to get it out is to cut it. So I do see that, but a lot of people with dreadlocks wash their hair frequently. That's the reason why it's locked up, because mm -hmm. it gets wet and then it dries. So why not just tell her to fucking wash her hair? Delve more into this. A rights group, Jamaicans for Justice, had initially lent support to the family, saying the order for the girl to cut her dreadlocks amounted a denial of her freedom of expression and her access to education. Others viewed the court battle as a stand against rules seen as discrimination against people who wear natural hair, including Rastafarians whose dreadlocks are part of their religious tradition. The girl and her parents, Dale and Shireen Virgo, who both wear dreadlocks, plan to appeal, said their loyal Isat Buchanan, Buchanan, 
I will not be cutting my daughter's hair, Shireen Virgo said immediately after the ruling. If they give me that ultimatum, I will be moving her. Virgo's daughter, now seven years old and identified in court papers only as Z because she's a minor, was attending classes at the school after the courts delivered an injunction against the Ministry of Education, allowing her to go to school with her dreadlocks intact. Um, when the school closed this spring because of the coronavirus pandemic, the girl was homeschooled. I was more than surprised. It is most unfortunate. The lawyer said it is the most unfortunate day for black people and for Rastafarian people in Jamaica. The girl's father called the ruling another sign of systemic racism. A child was refused because of her black hair, you know, said Dale Virgo. It's so weird that right now in the current climate of the world in 2020, we are having protests and black people are fed up. It's an opportunity. The Jamaican government and the legal system had to right these wrongs and lead the world and make a change, he continued, but they have decided to keep the same system. The judgment was delivered in a small courtroom populated mainly by lawyers and the girl's parents. The Minister of Education, Carl Samuda, declined to comment on the ruling, which came on the eve of Emancipation Day, celebrated, celebrated in Jamaica and elsewhere to mark the end of slavery in the British Empire. I'm very cautious about where I tread, he said, especially on a sensitive enough subject like that. Marine Shepard, director of the Center of Reparation Research at the University of the West Indies, said the government is debating issues of student clothing and hairstyles, including dreadlocks. The Virgos say they do not identify as Rastafarian, but they say they were, that wearing dreadlocks is an expression of their identity. All Virgo family members wear their natural hairstyle, as do many Jamaicans who identify as Rastafarian. Um, you see that video of that wrestler with dreadlocks? And he's yeah. about to compete. That would have been really fucking terrible if he had lost that match, huh? Did he win? Yeah, he won. I would have fucking... I would have cried. Done a fucking choke out on man's with the nice little WWE move. Yeah, that's some, that, that was very touching. <laughs> didn't, didn't seem the most fucking... Fuck that bullshit. Did I tell you the story about that lady who was doing my dreadlocks once and she said... If you ever cut them and you change your mind, don't throw them away because I can put them back in. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy who won $80,000 because he won a discrimination case. No. Yeah. She was saying that she did this guy's hair and then his job made him cut it. I think he's, she said he worked at a bank or something. And then he sued them for discrimination and he won 80 grand and she put his hair back in. Damn. Yeah. This is an interesting case. It didn't say anything about other than hygiene in that first graph, but I mean, yeah. I, I'm trying to remember because I remember I got fucking lice in elementary school, right? And I was sent to like a nurse and shit. Um, and I'm, I can't remember what they told my parent to do. I know I had to like stay home. It's pulling out the but I wonder if if they told them to like do anything specific or not. So that's Shave interesting. Jamaica school says no dreadlocks. This is, also doesn't weird. say if it's private or not. But um but a uh, damn interesting case nonetheless um 
All right. Well, we got to wrap it the F up. Thanks for listening, everybody. It was a, a pleasure. Hey, man, everybody fucking grow locks, dude. Don't matter if you're black, white, or Asian. Fucking can't say that. People won't like it. Bro, if you're black, white, or Asian, go ahead and grow locks. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? If we didn't dabble in other cultures' cultures, then we wouldn't fucking live in America, bro. I ate Mexican food two hours ago. Is that cultural appropriation? Huh? I mean, I enjoyed know, it. There's history of like war and stuff. If I were yeah. to, if I were to cook up Mexican food right now, would that be cultural appropriation? Because I appreciate Mexican culture. People are too fucking. They're gatekeeping the wrong things. So I don't, what I don't should we gatekeep? I don't know. Nothing really. <laughs> fucking. What, what what do you gain by telling? What do you gain by telling people, "Hey, you can't experience my culture." Like, I own this shit. Like, you especially know. especially if it's respectful. Especially sure. if you're trying to gain knowledge about the world. You notice it's always young people that are yeah, my culture, mine. No, yeah, mine. It's kind of a. I mean, there's older cats that would try to, you know. Get some security in the culture that they have. I feel like older cats are like more open to like sharing their culture with other people. It's like you go over to your fucking your Mexican's friend's house, your Mexican friend's house, and their fucking parents are like, "Oh, here, please try this food. Try this. What do you think of this dish? Do you like it? Yeah, do your parents eat this?" I'm too? kind of thinking of it as not as like an individual thing. I'm thinking of like, like I said, a history of like war and stuff and governments. And say when you but get, like, like, but like right now taking governments, I would I would okay. <laughs> say that someone <laughs> might have a, a nice little security of, of someone's culture with government stuff. Okay, yeah, but sense? but like that makes sense. But I feel like that's such like I mean that's still embedded in every everyone's life. That's still embedded, but do you think somebody who experienced that, an old person that experienced that, is like, I don't want anyone especially young people experiencing my culture because of what I can see awareness of someone getting super into someone's culture to overtake it. Everything you see, (laughs) look around you, everything you see from the architecture to the music was taken from other cultures. Yeah. So it's like a reason for other, for some people to be like wary of other cultures taking cultural things. No, that's a good thing. Look at, look at the, look at what has come of it. So much good stuff. Food, music, fashion, culture, mm-hmm. movies, jokes, writing, literature, writing literature, the same thing. Like, what if what if you oh could only fucking in what's the word I'm looking for? Consume fucking stuff that white people make. How boring mm-hmm. would that be? What if you weren't oh, allowed oh, to listen? What if you weren't allowed to listen yeah, to hip hop ever again? Dude. What if you weren't allowed, the only music you were allowed to listen to is fucking, I don't know, what fucking music that white people make? Country music. That's could be a non, non-white thing. No rock, no hip-hop, no fucking jazz, no blues, no EDM, like, is listening to I music. I agree. Like, come on, I still guys. agree with my, my agreement as well. I... I I, that's the first time someone's come up with that point. I feel like people are against cultural appropriation because they just want to feel 
like virtually high or morally high. I think a lot of but people, no one's ever brought especially up that like like extreme people who are extreme extreme with it are super tied into the, the government overtaking of it. You're kind of looking at it as a as a Twitter POV of it. Yeah, that's the only thing I care about. Because that's the only thing. That's the only thing I see. Like no, you're, you're I, no old Twitter POV oriented. No old person has told me a story about the government overtaking their country, and that's why they're. About, I've never had that experience. I mean, so I, yeah, I can't even relate that's, to that. That's kind of I don't know. No one has ever complained. I, but I, I assume that some people might see it that way. No one has ever because the people I see complaining about it are young or born well, in America. That's what, I mean, that's what happened. With like with the Americas of, of like an assimilation of culture and then fucking America happened, USA. Yeah, <laughs> but isn't that what it's supposed to be—a melting pot of everything? I mean, in in the idealistic good point of view of it, yeah. Like I can. And if you want to take a bad point of view of it, then the melting culture of it is taking other people's shit and then obviously claiming it its own tension. Who's claiming stuff? Like some things are yeah claimed as their own, but. I mean, as like, you know, claiming as like, if you, in in the virtue signaling of America, as in a good way, a melting pot is, is much of a, a virtue signal if you kind of bury a lot of the, the negative aspects to the government overtaking. I'm exhausted. Let's end this. <laughs> I, um, it's too much. It's, Thanks for listening, everybody. Valid to, points on two sides of I something. need to take a nap. I need to take a nap. It's too extreme. I mean, hey, man, that's what it's all about. None of that fucking cookie cutter bullshit you see it, on Twitter. It's like you could say, I'm okay with people wearing dreadlocks. Well, people are against it because of the, I don't know. You can say a lot of things. That's the point of seeing both of you, hey? Hey. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I mean, good morning. Later. Later.